We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think, like, the um, versatility and, like, the amount of different plays they can do or even the same plays that look different. Uh, I think... uh, I think he's really creative when he calls plays, and uh, I think uh, the execution is really good here. I know that we never got to this top five list, Ray, but I actually think Stakes is High is my favorite rap song of all time. Ooh. Yeah, it's everything. It's boom bap beats. It's incredible lyricism, fantastic samples, and an actual message inside the song. A meteor has more rights than my people. <laughs> Love stakes is high. Mm. Anyway. You know what the overarching theme of the show has been today? It's kind of like like the the need to uh, have some like beauty in something, right? Like, yeah. Whether it's your listed height or your real height, being creative in some way that doesn't even have to be that good. You're just doing something. Shout out to Tucker Barnhart for real, for real. Tucker Barnhart for some real talk and also (laughs) being with us in that space. And then additionally, the segment we just had on where you're in a beautiful freaking city and sometimes it's really nice to appreciate it. That's all. I love how the texters that have been to Ping Tom Park are like echoing amen about going over there. And if you are in the city, especially if you're on the south side or in, in in the near west side, you gotta make it over there this summer. Like, make it a point to go over there on a nice day. Some of the Texans in their right to suggest this near sunset. It, it'll change your life going over there. And our food guy on NBC Five has done some great work on some wonderful places to get pretty much everything you need. Yeah, in Chinatown food wise, like boba tea, wonderful desserts, like great food, obviously entrees and stuff. And I then love we also Steve. we also get this right here from eight one five, LR and LH. Great show so far. I've been listening my entire life. I'm twenty nine. Sadly, all of my car memories with the stepdad of my childhood was the scorers. So Dan has been in my life. For OES duration, he's always been wise to me. Even when he was a jerk to people, I found it funny, even as a kid, but always intelligent. What I don't understand, though, the snow wasn't ever supposed to start today until 10 a.m. So how in the hell did he overreact that much or talk himself into the needing to leave yesterday, in all caps, 24 hours before any possible snowflakes and wind? Come on, Dan. But his, This is almost as bad as checking your blood pressure 60 times a day. No, I, I get it. And the reason why is that <laughs> Dan's flight was supposed to be like right now. I'm just laughing at the uh, the, the whole relationship know, I, with Dan. But, but I, I'm just trying to explain to the texter that the reason that Dan freaked out 
is because the flight was supposed to be right now. So he was thinking that flights would be would start getting delayed. And that's what he didn't want. So, you know, he's got the days. We always tell Dan to take his days. So he left. He needs to take his days. I'm here for it. But it also is fun for us, and we get to play around with it. And Wednesday, we're going to get pancakes. Yeah, I mean, I was planning on coming in today for a couple weeks, but the the audible yesterday is pretty funny. I uh, I also appreciate the person who said uh, that they to abruptly leave, you need to go check on Todd Frazier. And then I started to think about it, like if you're on a date or something, and you're like fake answering your phone. Oh, no. Something has happened to Todd Frazier. They need to go check on him. I have to leave. Have you ever, Layla Rahimi? What? When you, if you ever pulled the shoot on a date with a, oh no, there's an urgent sports matter that I need to tend to. No, because here's the issue. You, you already know about breaking sports news if it's happening. If you're on a date with me, probably because that probably came up in order I'm, for me to spend what little free time I have with you. But I'm saying, like, if the date's going sideways, have you ever been like, "Well, you look at that. I have to get to the the station now because there is big sports news, and I'm a sportscaster. See you later, sucker. Thank you all for coming out. God bless you. And good night. I uh. I clearly work nights, but have definitely told people I've had early mornings ahead of me. When I have not had early mornings ahead of me, and the lesson is, do what I've done. Stop going on dates and never try. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. That's right. So listen, I was thinking- I don't have enough free time to put up with that. I just don't. You don't. Sorry. We all need to, you know, value our time. Sorry, people I don't know. Don't waste it with time. I don't know how to figure it out either. Don't waste it with time with people that you don't want to be around. It's very important to your mental health. I, I bullsed myself and abandoned the game plan. Texter, he was getting alerts from the airline, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He United was like, hey, man, you might want to change your flight. So he changed his flight. It's all good. I was thinking about this this morning, and it's funny that you and I were on the same wavelength, Layla. I got a text message from Rick Camp, like in our group thread. Where <laughs> that's, that's why I asked about Tucker Barnhart's group thread. The group well, thread knows all. Well, he he brought it up, and I was like, man, you read my mind, because this is one of the things I want to talk about. Dan Wiederer yesterday. So we had Dan Wiederer on, and I was talking to him about the draft and how I think it's top-heavy with quarterbacks, but maybe not with a lot else, but there's value, I think, in the first 50 to 55 picks. So I asked Wiederer about that, and here's what he said. So, Lawrence, a lot of people believe that, like, day two and the very early portion of day three is where we're going to look back five years and go, wow, there was a lot of value to be had in that range. And the one team that comes up consistently in that conversation is the Detroit Lions. I think they have four picks in the top 60, right? And so you're talking about two first-rounders for them, uh, a finishing stretch to last season where they won eight of ten on the way out the door, now look like the team, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't wind up back in Green Bay, that's going to be the favorite to go into the 2023 season as the team that people expect to take the North. <laughs> Shameless plug there. But like that's really interesting within the Bears division that you've got that. And just to your point, that day two area of the draft seems like a real sweet spot. And the Bears giving up that number 32 overall pick for Chase Claypool leaves them with a big gap between where they have, you know, number one, obviously, and then where they next pick. And so that's why a trade back would be so ideal for Ryan and company at House Hall because you hope to add picks in that range. And ideally, 
add picks, you know, in 2024, that then gives you some of that flexibility and ammunition to do some big things. So just how you know how I process things, I'm never dumber than I am right after the show, like immediately. Oh, yeah, we black out. I'm so like, I'm really not smart at all after the show. And Ray will be like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm like, I okay, sure. Who's on the show tomorrow? Uh, who's that person? Oh, he's a catcher for the Cubs. All right. And I thought he was on the Reds. So then I get into my car. And by the time I've like kind of like processed the show, I start thinking back to things that happened on the show. And I'm like, I wonder if I can bring some of this stuff back on tomorrow's show. Or I could bounce this off of Layla. Or I could bounce this off of Dan. And I, I kept thinking about what Weederer said as it pertains to the Chase Claypool thing. And how if the Bears were sitting here without Claypool and 1-32, in which is essentially a number one pick now, how much different their draft profile would look like. They w- Desperate's not the right word because the Bears are not desperate. They have the number one pick and it's going to bring back stuff for them and maybe even stuff inside of this year's draft. But I kept thinking, if they had the 1 and the 32, with the way that this year's draft looks, and none of us know how it's going to turn out, but the way that it looks is that there is a ton of talent between 1 and 55 that you could probably get two legitimate starters in the first round for whatever you're going to trade the number 1 for and that 32. That's a move by Ryan Poles that we have to, we've got to hold him accountable for that I've been saying it I know you have that's that's why I'm saying like we were on the same wavelength I'm obsessed with this and let me tell you something right now there's always a lot of talent between 1 and 55 that is why it is so valuable it doesn't even matter the fact that the Dolphins got penalized the way they did it's always going to be such a valuable pick and you traded it because you could, because you decided to get rid of a guy who's now getting $100 million. Mm-hmm. I know it's not their pick, but you knew you had yours and theirs, and you made this decision. You also knew, regardless, that you were going to trade that pick for a higher pick than he was drafted at. And what did I say about teams knowing when to get rid of people and when to move on from people? Well, the Steelers are a franchise that... Not always, but usually gets personnel issues right. I w- and if they were willing to give up, and they're kind of in a similar situation as the Bears. You've got a young quarterback that needs wide receiver help. And even with that being the situation that they're in, they were like, you know what? We're ready to move on from Chase Claypool. And the Bears essentially gave up a first-round pick for him. I always have to say this. I wanted the Bears to draft Chase Claypool. That was who I thought they were going to pick when they took Cole Komet. So I would like to put that out there. I clearly wasn't the only one because I think Ryan Poles is very high on him as a scout. But either way, that is a move where you made a big swing deciding to get rid of Roquan Smith, and you made another massive swing in putting that much value on it on someone. The wide receiver market for trades in the NFL, as we know, and has been for this past several years has been all over the board. You have Cowboys giving up two first rounders for Amari Cooper. He later gets traded for a fifth round pick and he's producing. 
we know about Tyreek Hill, for example. Like, we know that the the receiver trade market is, it swings outrageously when it comes to determining someone's value on another team. But when this is one where he's going to be big GM, we have to understand how this affects the team down the line. I still feel that way about a lot of the draft picks he made last year. I think it's intriguing because there are people that are texting in and there's a lot of people defending Chase Claypool, which I, I'm like, why and how? And people still can't help themselves from going number two on Roquan Smith, which I don't get at all. I, I don't get that at all, especially when the guy turns in not just Pro Bowl and all pro performance moving on to the other team. And he's 25 years old, 25. And it felt like it felt like Ryan Poles allowed that negotiation to become personal instead of it just being maybe not a fit from an X and O standpoint. And another thing about that that bothers me is eight weeks was enough to do the evaluation on Roquan, right? Like it was enough time for them to be like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. But eight weeks is not enough time to do the evaluation on Chase Claypool? I'm not buying that. But here's what Ryan Poles told the the Palace Intrigue podcast with Jason Leisure and, and Potsy about that acquisition. One move you made that had some urgency to it, it seemed like, was trading for Claypool. Yeah. Um, just point blank, any regret now that you see what that draft pick was and how he played last season? I wouldn't say I have uh, regrets about that because I'm excited to see what he does this upcoming year. Um, if anything, you know, expectation-wise, probably prepared everyone and, and even myself to a degree that when you come in uh, at that time of year at that position, um, when you haven't had an offseason with that specific quarterback, that it can take some time. So I'm really hoping this offseason that that all gels out and he can be the playmaker that I know he can be. So I'm excited to see, you know, how far he comes this year. And he's he, he's got a lot to prove, too. The, the follow-up is how will you do that? I mean, how will you get him? Last year wasn't what anybody, including him or you, wanted right. when he did arrive, yep. even even calibrating the expectations. Right. How do you get him to where you need him to be? Yeah, he's got to spend a lot of time um, here in the offseason with Justin in the offseason, catching balls, gaining that trust. Uh, when you're in the, uh, a big outside receiver, and he has played inside too, but when you're an outside receiver, those explosive plays, there's a trust element of play of throwing the ball to a cover man down down the field who's going to high point in winning contested situations. So when you don't have that chemistry, it takes a little bit long to a little bit longer to build it. You knew when you traded for him where he'd be Claypool contract wise, yep. and you have other players in this position: Mooney, yep. Komet, Jalen. Um, are you comfortable to have the conversation with Claypool and his representation about an extension based on limited body of work from last season? Yeah, I think we need to, to see more. Uh, I think that'd be the smartest thing to do. Um, but we'll have those conversations and, and see what makes sense for both sides. Um, but there's, there's different circumstances for different guys that you know we do want to keep. And, and we didn't get a lot of opportunity to do it in our first year, but keeping that homegrown talent and keeping that core and re-signing guys back that we know and we're familiar with is definitely part of our philosophy. So I'm looking forward to getting into the offseason and having some of those conversations. Yeah, I don't think that it would be a smart move for Claypool to to bring up an extension. Not now. I, that that test balloon would get received by me the same way the Darnell Moody one did the day he dropped the ball in the end zone against Washington. But to be fair, if I were Ryan Poles, 
I might bring up the idea of an extension for Claypool at a lot less than what he's thinking. Because they will need to spend some of their money this year, and a lot of it is going to be spent in extensions for players that are already on the roster. I I just feel like people are like, well, he's there are folks that are convinced that he's going to be better than any player that the Bears could pick at 32, and I'm trying to figure out why you think that. Who was the person that told us earlier this week that Claypool looks like a go-up-and-get-it wide receiver, but that isn't his actual player profile? Was that Matt Bowen? Yeah, I don't know if it was Bowen. Or was it Jason Leisure? But someone told us that. and that, I know they're both bald. That's like stuck in my... Leisure looks more like Jason Statham. He's got a little Jason Statham in him. And Matt Bowen looks like a guy who's played football for seven years in the NFL. Agreed. He really does. I'm, I'm just saying is, you know, it's something to keep in mind. Like, track the players that end up getting drafted around 32. It was Nate Tice. That's who said it. Mm. And, and Nate is one of those guys that really knows the game. That he looks like a guy that is is you can throw it up because he's six you know, five or whatever and he's two thirty five and you look at the, the the makeup of him but really what he is is he's a guy that can make plays with the ball in his hands and he did a ton of that like run after the catch stuff because he's big strong and fast with Pittsburgh but he never really developed into an all around wide receiver. And now you're asking him to do that in an offense that isn't quite ready for that. So how do you, I don't know. It's just something that now I'm thinking about it. And as the draft gets closer and closer, you go, would they have been better off keeping that pick than making the move for Claypool? That's been my concern about this all the time. Like, even if we're talking about the Ravens second round pick, I'm not nearly as worried about this. That has, I've maintained that that was always my concern. And don't you remember when Mike Florio said the Packers don't make midseason trades? And then Brian Gunnikuntz throws out the, oh, yeah, we're interested in Claypool. Wink. Oh, they are? Oh, oh, our our second round pick. Give them everything. Give them the higher pick. Give it to them. Do it. That's always what's concerned me about it. Always. It's not fun. Um, can do you mind if we if we audible because we kind of did talk about the CJ Stroud stuff? You want to talk more about Short King stuff? We can, yeah. If this is the clearinghouse for that today, I'm in. Yeah, let's just. I, but also, I'm five foot three. Am I the person whose opinion you really need? Probably not. I mean, yeah. you're a lot taller than me. You're the ombudsman of of all of this because no, you, I, you, I just told you how I actively stopped dating because I stopped once, <laughs> like. How I'm not that person. Yeah, but you and s- everybody's taller than me, so s- I don't help there either. You saw all the lies, though. So you know, you I, saw all the dating app lies. Oh, I just thought you meant in my life in general. Oh well, there's also that. But I, you know, I didn't want to dig too deep with that. No, there's. I mean, I'm a reporter by nature. Just saying, you've seen some things. I have. Um, Hold on to the thought. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all of it next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Shout out to Skilo. Oh, this is great. Uh, I didn't know we were going to tap into that today, but we we have. I'm glad. There's still people who are texting about it. There are. That's that's the top text line text. 802 Texas says, was driving so I couldn't weigh in. I'm 5'8". I always tell people I'm 5'8", which has cost me on dating apps. I hate this for people. My sister is 5'11 and a half, and she tells everyone she's 5'9". Is that a thing with women that w- tall women have to tell people that they're shorter? I have a friend who's 5'9", and she would always kind of like look a Shrink. little shorter in pictures. And wow. Like, and and I have another friend who's, I would say she's like 5'8", and she's always like, are you going to wear heels when we go out? Because if not, I'm going to look like I tower over you. And since I hurt my knee recently, I haven't been able to wear heels. So yeah, so what's going on with your knee? Like, what's uh, when- Can I tell you about adventures and klutzery? Absolutely. I got put into dance at two years old, not because I had possible aptitude, but because my mom realized that I was a massive klutz. But you're a really good dancer. So. Right, but I'm still a massive klutz. I run into stuff all the time. Like, I don't, I cut corners. Like, I can't, I have good field vision. Like, if I'm, if, wait, if I'm, wait, you have to clarify that. You can't just say, I cut corners. Like, if, like, <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'm just too mentally lazy to, like, step all the way around a doorway. Thank you, because we don't want people thinking that you cut corners in your job. Like, you literally cut corners and run into walls. Yeah. I mean, well, the context of me talking about it spatially here is pretty important. But then, like, I'll be on a football field and I'm like, how did you not see X running lane? Like, that, that I get. Like, I have field vision. If I'm, like, walking in these streets, like, I have no problem, like, zigging and zagging. I'm, like, the wide receiver who can make the hard catch, but not the simple one. So, Sunday night a couple weeks ago, I was off work because I need some off days here and there. And I did something where I, like, moved too quickly and banged the top of my knee into the underside of my granite countertop. Oh, I you, hate that. Because you guys know I wear jeans with holes in them, and that upsets people for reasons I don't understand. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. People are, like, I don't know. Boomer men need lives. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I had jeans with holes in them, and, like, so the knee was exposed. So I slammed the knee into the underside of this granite countertop that I have that I sit at in my space. And I was like, oh, 
fine. And then like my pride was just too hurt for me to realize the horrible flesh wound that I had. So it prevented me from bending my knee fully. So I was like, well, the last thing I want to do is be on a Peloton because the sting of the flesh wound when you're bending your knee all the way doesn't really let it heal and it feels bad. I'm going to run. So when I ran on the treadmill the second day of this injury, I uh, messed up something and now I have bursitis. I feel like a real White Sox or something. You're, well, at least you were actually respecting 90 um, when it happened. So. No, I wasn't. I'm a horribly slow runner. I'm really bad. But the reason I do it is I figure the thing that's the worst for me is probably the best for me, if that makes any sense. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Northwestern Orthopedic was wonderful in getting me in. And now I'm going to PT. Are you feeling better? Yes. But I'm also like, of course. Of course I let one loss beat me twice. Mm. That's me. I'm the problem. It's me. This texter says, I had a woman unmatch me because I was not 6'1". Her claim was that she wanted to wear heels. I think... Why I think, can't she wear heels? Well, even I if mean, you're not a lot of one? people feel like there's, they don't want to, you know, they there's insecurities. Like maybe they've been called stuff too many times when they were younger or somebody said something to them that stuck with them or they just felt a certain way about it. Huh. But I don't think other people should be punished for that. I feel bad for that dude. But also I feel good for you because maybe there was a lot of other stuff that was going on that you now don't have to deal with because that person unmatched with you. See what I'm saying? Like it might be a blessing. Yes. That you unmatch because there seem maybe some other stuff that's going on there. Or just also perception from pictures. Like I people are like people see you and I in person, and I'm sure you get the same thing I do, where people are like, Oh, I thought you were a lot bigger, or I thought you were a lot taller or something. And I'm like, sorry. Well, the the job makes it the job and the personality, like our personalities are are front forward. So it immediately is going to make people think that we're taller or bigger than we actually are. Yeah, it's just framing. It's weird. If it, in typical rule in photography is the subject of your picture is supposed to take up two-thirds of the frame. Hmm. But you know what? There's a good point here. And Shout simply, out to Darren Georgia. <laughs> simply made by a, a 630 texter. It is stupid that we judge people based on height, which is something we can't even control. Some of like, that, though. Be a good person. It's just another way of victim blaming, in my opinion. Like, let's blame people for things that they had no decision about, like I, their parents or their height. I think that some of that is hardwire, though. It is. I think some of that is is lizard brain, tall, equal, healthy, healthy children. That I think that's oh, what some of it is. Yeah. And people have to kind of work through that to figure some of the stuff out. We need kids for the farm. You don't live on a farm. But when we're all kind of lamenting the same thing, which is values, those things that override instinct now that we have safe abodes. Yes. Those things should matter. They shouldn't, but they do. I know. Yeah. Ray, did you figure out something for us in the last segment? Yes, uh, so you guys is it remember- just Is it just that Hi, Rich, Rich Wyatt, Wyatt is here? Is Thank you for our, joining our show. Is it that, that our prize that we get? Should the Rich we do Wyatt a special open? Bulls it's, radio booth next. It's the no. Rich Wyatt show. He's sat in the chair. I want his Bulls jackets. You Rich seen his has bulls a Bulls jacket. 
Well, not not that. Today. Not just the shirt. I'm talking about your your satin bulls jacket oh, that yeah, you're that walking around baller. the United Center with. He walks around the United Center. We once saw a hawk kill another bird. It's the Rich Wyatt Show. Everybody has left the program now. I like when Layla sings theme songs like Ask Herb. Ask Herb. Okay, you guys remember the bizarre <laughs> fantasy football beef and baseball last season between Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham? Yeah. Do we up, remember? Fam? Wasn't that an obsession of the show for a while? Yeah. Dan? Well, Tommy Pham is out here giving us the real story of, of what happened. Okay. And we, the smack. We will hear that next on, on the, the score. Rich Wyatt Show. <laughs> You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. This is a, you know what this is? Mama said knock you out. Yes. And the sample of this song is the the song that it samples. You would never guess that the sample of this song is a love song. That's so good. But also, I'm on a trip to your heart, heart, heart. That's what that is. Bad singing is happening today. You all have to deal with it all the uh, time. This is a sports fight. Oh, this is like an actual sports fight. Sports fight. Folks getting slapped in the face about sports. That's right. Tommy Pham appeared on Foul Territory, a YouTube show, YouTube podcast. That YouTube. Live. Yeah, that YouTube with their live podcasts. Um, So Tommy Pham went on Foul Territory and told the real story, at least from his perspective, on the fantasy football beef that he had with Jock Peterson. So we're in a we're in a fantasy football league together. And uh, there was just let me just say this, you know, from I've never said what's up or hi to Jock on the baseball field. You know, we, we just we're not friends like that. We're not cool like that. So when we joined this football league together, there was a lot of talking. Oh, my, my fault. There was a no, lot. Of, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of talking in, in the group chat from Jock to me, then to my, you know, my team at the time. And I was just like, man, I never said what's up to this man. I don't know what what makes it, what makes he him think it's cool, you know, to take shots at me and and my team, then, you know, I forewarned him. I was like, hey, you know, Jock, I'm not cool with you like this. Then, you know, he kept taking subtle shots. So I was like, you know, next time I see you, man, I'm going to pimp slot out of you. (laughs) And it just so happened to be a year later. So So from Tommy Pham's perspective, what's up, Pham? Jock Peterson is a habitual line stepper. And he had been warned to stop habitually stepping over the line. Consider the source. Yep. Because I don't know if that's the whole story. Well, I'm. hey, keep his wife's name out your mouth. I get that. <laughs> but isn't that, that's out Fan this weekend, right? Fan has had his fair share of adventure hasn't he? Yes, that he is known for being a, a little trigger happy. So maybe... Maybe we shouldn't take him 100%. Isn't Chris Rock special out this week? That's right. That's a Netflix live special tomorrow. Does he? Man, Ray, you're full of information. Is he going right. to talk about getting slapped in the face? I hope so. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. They did. To his credit, it was kind of old material. Yeah. And 
Yeah. I've got a lot of thoughts on that. But Oh that yeah. I don't want to revisit the day where I was in studio after that. I was watching the uh, the best man, the 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 the, the series. And they did such a great play off of that. It was great. It was great. I was laughing. And it's extra funny because, you know, how close Nia and Will are. Shout out to Nia Long. For real, for real. Man. Man. For real, for real. But also, Emu Doka. Drop the bag. <sighs> I was trying to explain to Dan... The cultural significance of Nia Long. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, do you understand how many times Nia Long has been referenced in rap music? Any girl I cheated on, she couldn't keep it at home, thought I needed a Nia Long. Short her like Nia Long, lose one she don't need alone. Corn male skin tone, damn you look like Nia Long. My only regret was too young for Lisa Bonet. My only regret was too young for Nia Long. It's sad our thing had to end. The relationship was short and sweet. Nia Long. Popping on drunk, getting gone, bad Looking like Nia Long got me. Like me along in the cherry song with the lights on. Sipping Perry on with Kelly Price on. I need something like me alone. Make you wanna bring her home. Glit it out. Stout face, tech, way up in the Hilton. Her me along is in the building. MC short and black. There ain't no other. Plenty born black like me along's grandmother. If that is not the goal in life, I don't know what is. I, I had to explain. Dan was like, what? I was like, dude. Nia Long is the, she's the, that's the prototype, fam. Like, that's what it is. That was, I mean, that just speaks for itself as excellence. It does. It was really good production. E-May. Yeah, E-May. Drop it. But if you haven't watched the Best Man series on Peacock, if you enjoyed the, the Best Man, original Best Man movie and Best Man Christmas or whatever the hell it was, You'll enjoy Franchise. this because I mean you got Nia Long and Sanaa, fam. Woo! She is she's also equal, well also Gabrielle Union. Just bring her into this as well. No, they don't need to bring her into it. Oh, they they got it. They got it all set. But what I'm trying to say is that is that is like three people who age does not acknowledge. Well, I mean it's the same thing for the men. Tay Diggs, yeah, he hasn't aged at all. So you know Morris Chestnut. Some of them need to acknowledge some age, Smokey. Do you know that that our a couple of our good friends, when Morris Chestnut came over to Channel Nine, uh, it's a very funny video because you know Channel Nine does that. They did the whole thing with Tom Hanks, where everyone was dressed up as characters that he played. No way. And they walked Tom Hanks through the the studio, and like here's Woody from Toy Story, and here's Forrest Gump, and all this stuff. And he thought it was amazing when Morris Chestnut came through. The women of Channel 9 were, you know, just sort of in a wedding gown (laughs) and perhaps in going out gear. One of our very close friends, Afia, was, you know, like dressed up real nice that day when Morris Chestnut came through. I'll send you the video. It's hysterical. Also hysterical. Did you see who's hosting the afternoon show today? I did not. Spiegel. I see a Matt Spiegel out there. He's in. Parkins is out for today. Danny Parkins has a day off. Got the day off. Got to watch my kids. Got to babysit my kids, even though they're my kids. Marshall Harris is here. Oh, Marshall Harris? Yeah, you Mars know him. Mars Hall Harris? Yes, he will be here 
With, hey, you talk Marshall, about handsome. Poor Marshall. He he's laughed at my approach of dating for ten years and running. Now. Mr. Handsome himself is going to be in the room. So we will. If you're on Twitch, you will see Mr. Handsome himself walk through these doors. Sports fight. And he's taller than five nine. Back after this on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.